Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and we're out here in the middle of a beautiful forest glade in the middle of Lane Cove in Sydney. And uh, somebody had the brilliant idea to build a sports field, cricket fields, running track. It is just, seriously, it is paradise. And I just read today that in the vicinity of Lane Cove is the next are the next three, what they call $3 million suburbs, which are uh, uh, suburbs where the average, the median price of a house will be $3 million. And, and it's any wonder, and it's all credit to whatever council controls all this, because it's just miles of forest, really natural Australian forest and uh, gorgeous parks with lots of car parking, Aussie rules, football, soccer, running fields, cricket fields, it is lights to keep it going at night. So, man, what a beautiful facility. Today, uh, I thought I'd have a chat to you all about a topic I did with Troy yesterday, and that's about opinions. When your heart goes out of something, you go out. And I think... This doesn't make take much uh, doesn't take much uh, convincing to that for me to say to you that if your heart goes out of your work or your relationship, um, you go out. And as soon as you go out, your heart goes out. It has to be replaced, and it gets replaced with opinions. Now, opinions are beliefs, right? in a sense of right and wrong, if you want to categorize them all. Opinions about rainforests, opinions about the ocean, opinions about birds, life and death, opinions, and opinions about your partner, and opinions about your boss, and opinions about your job, and opinions, opinions. So what can happen is that we develop the habit of forming opinions in lieu of living with our heart. Now, it's a well-known fact in all the mystical teachings and the, uh, the mysteries that if you live with an open heart, you'll end up with no money. So typically, people with a big heart, people with a, a, a good heart, end up relatively poor because they bias themselves towards the heart. And the heart is, has four components, which are foundationally common across all humanity. The four components of an open heart are generosity, kindness, compassion, and appreciation, thankfulness. So these qualities, any one of those four, brings us back into our heart. The only thing that can block us coming back into our heart is an opinion. Because an opinion will prevent us being kind, it'll prevent us from being generous, it'll prevent us from being uh, compassionate, and it will prevent us from thankfulness, thankfulness about what we've got. And appreciation is really... Uh, about appreciate what you've got already, not appreciate where you're going or appreciate it. 
So, and in that there's built in an automatic process of humility. So, having described the importance of the heart, because when the heart goes out of something, we start to slow suicide. So you, if you find people who are putting on weight or getting sad or uh, taking uh, medications for mental health, it, it's a real big struggle because it means their heart has gone out of something that they're addicted to. For example, we may be married and we're in a relationship, but truly our respect for the person we're in a relationship with, our desire really to hang around that person goes and it just does it just one day you wake up and you go Ugh. and then we start the next step of the the process of living with a closed heart with somebody and that is trying to change them and help them and be kind to them so they go back to being the person who opened our heart in the first place. <laughs> so we, we start hoping like hell that that person will get over their stress or, I don't know, uh, start becoming the decent human being we first met so many years ago and, or so many months ago. And then we find ourselves in, a, in an arm wrestle in a way because we want to change them back to who they were so that our heart reopens to them. And of course, they pick it up that you're holding a, an opinion or a judgment of them, that they're not worthy of love as they are, but would be worthy of love if they changed. So they feel rejected, understandably. And that rejection is, um, well, it's important, but at the same token, uh, and it's in, it's, it has all good intent, but that's you know a, a warning sign in a way that things aren't where they're meant to be in the relationship. So they start trying to change you, and you start trying to change them. And it's been a long time since I looked up and saw an aeroplane flying over my head. How beautiful! In a full, it's nearly full moon too, which explains why the cars were driving like nuts this morning on the road, and people were screaming and. Monday, it's full moon rising. Anyway, so when the heart goes out of your work, you start seeing what's wrong with the company, what's wrong with the business, what's wrong with the people in it, what's wrong. You start seeing what's wrong. And it's just no different to being in a relationship where your heart shuts. In a relationship where your heart shuts, you start seeing what's wrong with your partner because what you're basically saying is, is this. If you behaved as you behaved when I first met you, my heart would reopen to you and I would feel the, the reason I married you, the reason I entered a relationship with you, was because you opened my heart. My heart opened to you. And it's still opened to you beneath the veil or beneath the veneer of my opinions about you, which have now changed from wow to yuck or ew or change from wow to gee i wish i could fix you up change you help you modify you there's a poisonous place to end up because the minute you start helping your partner for the purpose of helping them change relieve their stress 
help them be a different person, help them achieve their goal. As soon as you start doing things for that person, which don't come from your heart, they're not generous, they're not kind, they're not compassionate, and they're not um, appreciative, which, and I, as I said, appreciate them the way that they are. When one of those four goes out of kilter, you start behaving in a way that makes that other person feel judged, not loved. And of course, that's their problem because the very thing that you'll be trying to fix is the very thing they don't like about themselves. There's no coincidence. And the very thing they don't like about themselves is the very reason they met you because you didn't see the thing they like about themselves. And next thing you know, you're in a hurdy-gurdy dance trying to fix things that aren't fixable. So... It happens the same with your job. You go to work and you, you start work and you go, wow, I feel good in this job. I love this work. I love working with this company. This is, my heart is open. It's not a, a, a passionate love. It just might be, hmm, this is, you know, this feels good. And then when your heart goes out, you lose the generosity of, of wanting to work with, these, with this group of people. You, you start measuring yourself you start also thinking, how can I change these people? How can I change the environment? How can I become a boss and fix up what's stuffed up in this business? And then you, your compassion goes. So when people start to say, criticize you or say things to you that aren't very kind, you automatically uh, 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 feel attacked and judged just like you would in a relationship. And so your compassion goes. And then last but not least, you don't appreciate what you've got you're not looking at what is this company how wonder, how lucky am I to be here you're looking at how unlucky you are to be there and that's a great measure of appreciation or the value of it so with all this said it becomes conspicuously obvious I would have thought that living when your heart goes out of something you sabotage it there's no such thing as a half-hearted success story and I think we all should put that on our mirrors for the week and remind ourselves that when our heart goes out, we stop feeling generous towards it. We stop feeling kind towards it. We stop feeling compassion towards it. And we stop being thankful for what we've got. Now, a great example of this is your children. Because for most of us, and there are some variables here, but for most of us, no matter what our kids do, no matter what they do, you feel generous towards them, you feel kind, you feel compassion when they are not in a great space, and you feel thankful that you've got them. So the, the, the heart remains open to our children, especially up until the age of you know, five or six, until they become little shits, which they're meant to do, to start becoming your teachers. So with the whole, uh, with the whole heart open, uh, paradigm running really clearly uh, with, a, with, with us, with our children or our pets, uh, you can trans, translate that and see how it compares to how you're going with your partner, expecting them to be better, worse, whatever. And you can see how, how it can really affect a relationship. And as much as um, we talk here today about relationship with another person it can become a relationship with yourself and this is where i think uh we need to dwell just a little longer today when 
our heart goes out of a relationship, it starts to melt down and it will lead to uh, arguments and disappointments and hurt and lack of fertility and lack of sexuality and it'll lead to trying and we'll actually put more effort into trying to rescue our partner or help our partner or fix them up and we'll talk for hours and hours about their problems and all this stuff but really what's that what that reveals is is just nothing more than the fact that our heart's gone out of it so with that our heart going out of our relationship the relationship starts to give feedback and we kind of like for most of us, anyway, for me, for seven years of a 13-year-long marriage, my heart was not in my marriage. And I knew it. Um, and we tried all sorts of things, including threesies and, you know, all sorts of crazy games we played. Um, but the heart was gone. And I had no method of putting it back in. All I did is tried harder to help her be the person that I thought I married. and help her be who she wanted to be and in the process of doing that encouraged her to find a new man by accident so the process in a relationship what i'm trying to say here is the process in a relationship when the heart goes out of it of uh, uh, revealing itself is pretty transparent uh, and therapy doesn't fix it i promise you this when our heart goes out of our work we get feedback as well our boss or our clients or our sales or our uh, commitment or, or our enthusiasm to get up in the morning and go to work or the desire to even do the work it starts to wane and we in a sense do the same thing we start to not sabotage but withdraw in the early phases of our heart going out of our work, we start to withdraw and we want to change the business, change people around us and complain a lot. So we get into this state of uh, an unhealthy state with our work life and it's called stress and depression. It's called frustration. There's many names for it, but you know, I, it, again, I think I don't need to explain that because we've all been in situations where our heart's gone out of a job or, a, 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 you know, I was, a, I was a committee member of a rowing club. I was pre uh, president of a rowing club, actually, became president. And the people in the, on the committee were older and I didn't enjoy their company. And after six months of being president, I shit, I really wished I'd never be. My heart went out of it. I was president of the school council when my kids were at primary school and we had a beautiful council. We run fates and we did all sorts of things for grounds improvement. We got funding for extra teachers and, you know, it was a big job and I loved it. I was really, it really fitted with my life and fitted with my contribution to my kids. But there were some teachers in there that were assholes and there were some com uh, community members who were really uh, stuck in the past. And, I tried to progress it and what made my heart go into it was the same thing that made it go out. I wanted to make uh, a difference and then some people said you can't and I said well I'm not going to waste my time and boom my heart went out of that and I stayed and finished the job for the year and but I didn't stand for re-election the following year even though people asked me to. So when your heart goes out you start trying to fix and uh, 
Uh, so that's with work. Again, it's pretty transparent when your heart goes out of it. In a relationship and a work, <clears throat> these things are relatively easy to fix because awareness can solve a lot of problems. And if we become aware that our heart's gone out of something and the symptoms of that and what it causes, how it causes us to, to behave, instead of reinforcing the heart out behavior, we can start to withdraw from the heart out behavior in order to wind ourselves with self-responsibility and put our heart back into our work or our relationship. And that process must be conscious. It can't be subconscious. It must be deliberately done. It needs to be coached. It, it has nothing to do with the other person or the job. Learning to put your heart back into a job, learning to put your heart back into a relationship when it slips out. Those are techniques, they're skills. They're absolutely doable. The third element of this, however, is the most uh, vulnerable one. And that is when your heart goes out of yourself. When self-belief evaporates and, and we start to want to change ourselves to be a different human being, to rebrand ourselves, we have to be so careful because there is no direct feedback. There, there is, in a relationship, there's another person. At work, there's another person. But when we're in our own space, that's completely to do with ourselves. And therefore, we can be deluded. We can be completely self-determined. Uh, and we can look up TED Talks and read books and go on YouTube and we can go to seminars. And Hello, little puppy go to seminars and we can do all sorts of things and delude ourselves that we're on a path of self-help until something goes uh, 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 horribly wrong biologically. When our heart goes out of our self, the, 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 there are a few things that nature can do uh, as she would do to a tree when its heart goes out of it, <clears throat> but all of them are slow suicide. Whether it's financial, whether it's uh, physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's energetic, whether it's mental, we start to slow suicide. And slow suicide means withdraw. And, and withdraw, in a sense, is fight with nature because everything about nature is, is, is about expansion. When nature has a problem, a stress, she expands her way through it. When nature has a confrontation, she gets, she expands her way through it. So things, everything in nature solves its frustra or solves its problem by getting bigger. Bigger vision, bigger uh, uh, tree, bigger perspective, bigger uh, viewpoint. And that's the evolution of, of the whole universe more. However, when a human being's heart goes out of themselves, they shrink. And they go, they, they start to say, oh, I want less stress. I want less hours at work. I want to work less days this week. I want to have less, um, uh, I want to stay single. I want to have less, uh, 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 I want to have less, 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 less. And they end up meditating to have less and less and less and less and less and think that they're on a path that's healthy. But this causes them illness. It causes them heart attacks. It causes them brain uh, strokes. It causes them um colonic problems, it causes them uh, a cholesterol problem. The withdrawal of a human being from the world ages them 
at a far greater rate that's than necessary. And so it, I call it, and simply, simply I call it, it's not fast suicide, that's another topic, slow suicide. And as a person withdraws, says, I want less and I want less and I want less, I want less stress and I want less problems and I want, instead of saying I want more sales and I want more capacity and I want more skills and I want to handle the world and I want more vision and they start saying I want less and less and less and less. And the ultimate uh, end of wanting less and less and less is to end up in a room by ourselves, facing a wall, confronted by ourselves. And that's really hard because unless someone's there to help, uh, we're going to be staring at hundreds of generations of DNA and evolution that have just come to a grinding halt and nature's not going to allow it. So an argument with nature cannot be won. That's another affirmation that I use uh, frequently. An argument with nature cannot be won. And wanting less and less and less is an argument with nature that comes from our heart going out of ourselves. Now, a heart going out of a relationship, you can kind of like imagine it. A heart going out of a job, you can kind of like imagine it. But a heart going out of yourself, it's just hard to imagine. And our heart goes out of ourselves when we lose faith in the fact that there's a power bigger than ourselves. Because if, if we become, in a sense, uh, everything we think, everything we do, everything we believe comes the definition of ourselves, we, we lose connection to something that loves us unconditionally. We lose connection to the, the biggest parent of all, and that's the universe or God, or whatever you want to call it, Shiva, or whatever. We lose connection to something bigger than ourselves. It's so easy for our heart to go out of ourselves because we are evolving at the border of support and challenge, order and chaos, which is evolving at the border of fuck-ups and fix-ups. You know, in all seriousness, we, 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 we stumble our way through. What are we, what, what's my great quote in the workshop, which opens a whole half-day session? Which, which is we'd never, nobody walks their talk. We only limp our lives. And, you know, it's so easy to say, I will bring peace to the world or I will bring love to my family. But we do and then we don't and then we do and then we don't. And that's just how it goes. We, we vacillate either side. It's so easy to take the screw-ups personally and our heart go out of ourselves and start trying to achieve things in our work and achieve things in our relationships and achieve things in order to replace self, self-respect self or self-love or, or, or our heart being in ourselves. And I think this last one is for me as a coach of human beings who want to achieve and give and create this world and, and, and do things in a beautiful big way on the planet. Uh, and, and have beautiful families and, and share love with a partner. It, it, as a coach, this last one is the one that is the hardest because it takes massive quantities of tough love from me for a person to admit that the heart's gone out of themselves. And so we can, we can put in practices like we do in relationships or work, we can put in practices to reverse the flow. And instead, what they'll typically do, a person whose heart's gone out of themselves, they will seek 
uh, remedy in pleasure. So they'll say, oh, this, uh, this alcohol or this pill or this food or this party or this holiday or this therapy or this thing, because it gives me pleasure, it must be a solution. And I think to a degree it is a solution because if, you, if you're feeling your heart's gone out of yourself, you're feeling a bit forlorn and you go and have a nice massage with a pair of soothing hands by somebody, you feel better after it. And you walk out going, oh man, that's really nice. And you feel the love of the hands if it's a good masseuse and everything's beautiful. And you walk away going, wow, I feel me again. And so there becomes a, a, a connection between you going back to feel love for yourself and calm and centered and balanced and all these things and the massage and other th things. So then you go, well, what else can I use? Oh, I know. I'll have a, 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 a whiskey. Oh, I know. What else? I'll have a, um, a bike ride. I know. What else? I'll have a... And then we end up running around like a dog in a park where I am now, running around chasing, chasing, chasing the ball. But... When we catch the ball, it's no fun because we've got to drop it so someone can throw it again. So it's just perpetual uh, paper chase, round and round and round, looking for things to give us pleasure, you know, sexual, emotional, physical, uh, um, victorious accolades to give us pleasure to replace the feeling or to reconnect to the feeling of love of self, heart in self self my heart and that journey uh, takes people on 10 year up to 15 year wild goose chases looking for meditation and looking for yoga looking for stupid shit that will you know and in, in not actually repair the problem which is my heart's gone out of myself but find uh, <clears throat> things that substitute for it and I'm a real um, when it comes to being a detective, <clears throat> I'm a real observer of substitutes in the world where, because for me, they are the masks that I've got to use tough love to help people let go of and not let go of as uh, in terms of pleasures, fine, but let go of as a substitute for self-love because self lack of self-love is no matter how many substitutes, how many pleasures we got always leads to nature a fight with nature and that's usually physiological <clears throat> between the heart what we've said the heart goes out of it we sabotage it right there's no such thing as a half-hearted success story and yet the vast majority of people are in this place of the heart's gone out of it but i'm trying to survive it between the heart and the head, which can solve this problem, there's one topic, and that topic is opinions. The most opinionated person in the world is the person whose heart has gone, it is blocked to zero. People who've been so severely hurt become so severely opinionated, they seek others to reinforce that opinion about right and wrong, this company, that company, or the future of the world, they seek others to reinforce that opinion. And when they seek others to reinforce that opinion, that opinion doesn't any longer sit as, geez, I think, it is, it's a fact. Now, if you say to people, you know, COVID started in China, that's an opinion. No one so far has proven that to be 
an absolute categoric fact. And if they have, great, then it's a fact. But it started as an opinion. And it became a fact when enough people believed it. So what we have to be really, really careful of is becoming opinionated. Because an opinionate, uh, opinions stop us reopening our heart to our partner, stop us reopening our heart to our work, and most importantly, stop us reopening our heart to ourselves, which is the journey. I'd encourage you to go over on to Change One, Change All, uh, the podcast I do with Troy, and I don't know what he's going to call it. I know he hasn't processed it. We only did it yesterday, and Troy does a lot of work to get these up online. It's, it's quite a complex process. So it may be a week before it comes out. In the meantime, there's plenty of other good listening there. But when it does come out, I encourage you to put that podcast we did yesterday on the back or the front of this one. And just it'll just help you put all of that uh, into context. Okay, I can hear the whippersnipper getting closer. And there's a cup of coffee waiting for me over at the little, what's it called? Puppy tail coffee shop. <laughs> How beautiful. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.